You're listening to the Save the Date podcast, where we talk all things weddings, jewellery and romance. With love from Cullen Jewellery. Hello and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. I'm Sheridan. And I'm Juliet. And we are so happy you're here. Welcome to part two of basically your ultimate timeline for planning your dream wedding. This week, we're going to tell you everything that you need to do in the six months leading up to your wedding. If you missed it, we did 18 months to six months, two episodes ago. So if you haven't watched that or listened to that already, make sure you go and do that first. So sit back, relax, maybe grab a notebook and a cup of tea. This one's going to be good. Let's get straight into it. So we'll just start by doing a quick recap on everything that you need to do when you are six months out from the wedding. So the first thing here is that you'll need to renew your passports if you are going on a international honeymoon. The last thing that you want to do is realize three weeks out from the wedding that your passports are expired or almost expired. So yeah, if you're going on an international honeymoon, make sure that you do this kind of earlier rather than later. Yes. Even if you're getting married overseas, also important. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make, you need to be able to make it to your own wedding. (laughs) The other thing we mentioned was to start wedding ring shopping or yeah, don't you don't want to leave this much later than six months out because especially a lot of wedding bands are made to order and the wait times for those can be eight to ten weeks. So you want to allow yourself plenty of time to one pick the design as well as order it, have it made up, and then if by chance you need to make any sort of alterations to the size because it's not quite right, you still have time to also do that. Yeah. You'll also want to book in and finalize your hair and makeup artist. By this point also, you want to have all of your vendors booked in. Um, So we won't be touching on pretty much any of your day of vendors in this episode. They are all in the previous um, part one. But yeah, at six months, you want to have your hair and makeup artist is kind of the last one that you want to make sure is all booked in. And then lastly, as well, we touched on that you want to be sending out your save the dates if you're having a local wedding. Um, Yeah, you don't want to really be leaving it much later than this. You want to give your guests plenty of time to be available and lock that date in so they don't plan anything else. Um, If you are having a destination wedding, it was much earlier than six months out. You need to obviously, or it's best to give much more notice. But yeah, six months is really like the kind of the last, um, you don't want to be leaving it to much later than this. All right. So now we are five months out from the wedding. This is when you'll want to order your formal invitations. So you don't need to necessarily send them out yet, um, but get in contact with your stationery provider and have them designed and order them in just so that they have enough time to actually make them for you. Yeah. Even if you're making them yourself, um, you may want to, um, yeah, like put something together, come back to it with fresh eyes. You know, it's still can take a couple of weeks to get that sorted. So yeah, you don't really want to be leaving it too much later than five months. Yeah. And also on that point as well, if you're doing them yourself and getting them printed, you'll probably want to like print out a few different types and on different papers and things like that, because some things, especially if you're ordering online, will look quite different online yes. to how they actually print out. So yeah, you want to make sure you've got that time to change things up if you need to. Mm-hmm. The next thing you kind of want to be looking at at the five-month mark is booking and finalising your honeymoon. Um, I suppose 
it's the same for any holiday. You don't want to be leaving it much later than five months of booking <laughs> unless you're spontaneous. But, um, yeah, you really want to be making sure you've got your hotels booked, flights, um, anything, yeah, major to do with your honeymoon. You want to have that locked in so you don't have to stress about it closer to the wedding, number one. You'll also probably save a lot of money by doing it as far out as possible. Yeah. This is also when you'll want to start looking at and purchasing any additional wedding outfits. So if you've got, you know, a getting ready outfit, pajamas, um, your bachelorette dress, if you are having a second dress on the day, like a reception outfit, um, this is kind of the latest that you'll want to start doing that kind of thing, especially if you're getting something custom made. Something I guess to be mindful of is if you are getting a second wedding dress for like your reception outfit, you probably want to have done this a lot sooner um, and more towards the kind of time when you're purchasing your ceremony dress, just because um, we touched on this in the first, uh, in part one, but your wedding dress can take um, kind of between six to 10 months, depending on the boutique to actually come in um, and get made. So if you are purchasing a second wedding dress, then you want to have done that prior to now. Um, But if you're just buying, you know, something online or something like that, then I would say you want to have it finalised by the five-month mark. Yeah. Another um, good thing to kind of include with that is also your wedding shoes. Um, Just because, I mean, with this, obviously – Um, you have a bit of leeway, like you could do it slightly closer to the wedding, but it's good to start like looking around, seeing what you do and don't like, because if you can purchase them as early as possible, it also gives you a chance to break them in a little bit. You can wear them around the house so they don't obviously get scuffed and look dirty. Um, But yeah, especially with like heels, some heels are just more comfortable if you can break them in a little bit. Um, So, yeah, another good thing to kind of keep in mind when you're um, planning all the other outfits. Yeah, I think even with like any shoes in general in terms like your wedding shoes, even if they are flats, like, yeah, definitely break them in um, because you are going to be on your feet all day and in those shoes – all day. So you want to make sure that they are as comfortable as possible. Mm. This is also when you want to look at hiring or purchasing the suits um, for the groom, the groomsman, or anyone who's going to be wearing a suit for the day. Um, yeah, about five months out is when you want to start doing that. Yeah. And I suppose this probably applies the most to the groom, but if um, he's going to have anything tailored as well, if he wants the suit jacket or the entire suit or the shirt or whatever tailored again this just gives you plenty of time to make those alterations if needed yeah you will also want to um, book in any transportation to or from the venue so if you're wanting you know to hire a limo or to hire a fancy car that's gonna um, yeah take you from where you're getting ready to the venue or that's going to take you and your new spouse away from the wedding, um, about five months is when you want to book that in as well. Mm. Also a good time to start your beauty treatments. Yes. <laughs> One of the more fun things for at least me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, things like facials and stuff, it may seem like really far out to start something like that, but you don't want to be starting anything new too close to the wedding because who knows like sometimes with facials, the way they work is by like getting your skin to um, – 
not shed, but like, like purge, purge is what I like yes. to call it. Purge. Yeah. <laughs> so like you could break out for a yeah. little bit with those facials and then afterwards that's when your skin becomes super clear and glowing and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so or you could just have an allergic reaction to it yeah. <laughs> and it completely stuffs you up. So yeah, if you're planning on having facials and um, I guess, I mean, all the other beauty treatments probably aren't as big of a deal. Yeah. I think it is mainly the facials or if you want to start getting, maybe if you wanted to try something new, I would do it at this point again so you're not messing up your face or whatever else <laughs> that, just in case. Because even something like if you wanted to try getting an eyelash lift or yeah. eyelashes, like even that, you can have an allergic reaction to something like that and you don't want that to be happening two or three weeks out from your wedding. Like God forbid. <laughs> and you've yeah. got this, you know. So it's like, you know, you don't need to be getting lashes every single month five months out but mm-hmm. like at least try it then just to make sure you know how your body responds to it yeah well also like just to touch on I guess the beauty treatments like skin treatments generally speaking you would get them done like once a month and yes. then um like maybe a more um hydrating or something um treatment every couple of weeks closer to the wedding So if you think about it, like five months out, if you're just getting one treatment done a month, that's only five treatments. Yeah. So it's actually like not that many. Mm. Um, It's not like you're going to be in the salon every single week for the next five months. Generally, yeah, you would only be in every three to four weeks anyway. So it might only be five or six treatments that you actually have done in that time period. And you can also start experimenting with some nails as well, nail designs. Yes. If there's, if you're not sure what you want, um, yeah, you can start trying out a few different styles, see what you like best. Yep. And also um, your hair as well, if you get your hair coloured and like if you're wanting your hair to be, I don't know, let's say blonde or blonder for your wedding, but currently your hair is really dark, then you probably want to start that transition, you know, five to six months before the wedding as well. For sure. Because that can take some time. Yes. You can't (laughs) go super blonde in one session. (laughs) You've got dark hair. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, And lastly, the last thing we have on our five-month mark is begin menu tastings with your caterer um, as well as even your cake, um, wedding cake. Um, You can – yeah, it's good to start again trying things to kind of start thinking about what you like, what you don't like. And yeah, setting things in. Yeah. Perfect. So we are now four months out from the wedding. This is when I would say that you want to have your menu finalized. So in that kind of five months, you're trialing out, you're testing your caterers and different um, foods. In the four month mark is when you want to actually finalize that and decide fully what you want. And this is also when I would say that you should start ordering your... um, menus from your stationary provider as well so that you've got them for the day ready um, rather than yeah waiting to do them until really late yeah and on that same note again the wedding cake you should um Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully would have had a bunch of tastings um in the previous month because because even with that like you may think you know what um baker or wedding cake baker you want and then you try their stuff and it's not for you Um, Or you look at their designs and it's not for you. So hopefully you've done that all in the month before. Now it's time to finalize and actually put in that order for your wedding cake. Yeah. This is when you'll also want to start making, I guess, a music playlist or wish list. 
just start thinking about it. Start adding songs that you like onto um, yeah, a little wish list that you can a bit later on down the line send to your DJ or your band. Um, and this is also when you'll want to start thinking about your, um, I guess, main songs. So the song that you're going to be walking down the aisle to, the song that you're going to be doing your first dance to, your um, – what do they call it when you walk into the wedding? Oh, like yeah. Like your – Entrance song. Entrance song, like yeah. into your reception. Yeah. Um, a song when you cut the cake, all of those kinds of things, your exit song. Also, if you do have a um, band or like a singer, an acoustic duo, anything like that, and you're wanting them to learn the songs, mm. you want to make sure that you've got those songs sent to them as early as possible. So, yeah, definitely pick out all of those, I guess, highlight songs at this point too. Yeah, yeah. And I think it probably is the most important to yeah, send them through to any sort of live music so they can yeah. kind of have plenty of time to learn them and prepare and practice. But yeah, just start thinking about your playlist. It obviously, again, it doesn't need to be 100% set in stone at this point, um, but it's good to give yourself plenty of time because you may – like it's sometimes it's hard to think of stuff on the spot is, yeah. and even like if you're like two weeks out and you've got a whole like so much is going on it's like you may forget about songs that you like you know you've always wanted in your wedding and it's <laughs> yeah. like uh, it, it, you know it gives you plenty of time to yes yeah, slowly as you randomly think of stuff note it down yeah and add it in there <laughs> <laughs> And this is also when you'll want to have your hair and makeup trial. Um, this just gives you time being, you know, still a few months out from the wedding that if you aren't happy, you can book in to have either another trial with that same makeup artist or to try and find a different makeup artist um, and also have a trial with them before the wedding. Yeah, very important. I would say, um, well, at least for me, <laughs> I would not skip on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Because, you, you know, you want to feel your best. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people's people, just like any sort of artist, everyone has their own style that comes out, you know, and sometimes you're not a good fit. Like the way yeah. someone does makeup might not suit your facial features and that's okay. It doesn't mean they're a bad artist. It just means they're not suited to you. So you want that wiggle room. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so now we are three months out from the wedding. Everything's getting serious now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this at the three-month mark is when you want to be sending out your formal invitations to all of your guests. Um, you already have sent the save the date so they know that they're coming, um, but this will have all of the details with, you know, the starting time where, you know, if you're going to be moving, what time the reception's going to start, what time the ceremony's going to start. Um, and just all of those nitty gritty details, um, any dress codes, things like that, giving them three months to have that invitation, know all of that information is, I guess, the perfect timing. It's not too early that they're just going to forget about it and it's going to get put on a fridge and covered up with a drawing that their mm. children <laughs> made or anything like that. Um, but it's kind of close enough to the wedding that yeah, like I said, it's not going to get forgotten, but they've still got time to do all of those things. That yeah, they need to. and have plenty of time as well to then respond yes. to you as well. So you can have plenty of time to make sure you know what numbers are coming because um, I guess if you've left it open to plus ones, you may not know 100%. Like that number of guests still could be varying quite a lot yeah. rather than just by a few people, you know. Yeah. 
You will also want to finalize your ceremony program and also select any readings. Um, so a lot of ceremonies and weddings, they'll have somebody, you know, whether it's a family member or a good friend that will do a reading for the wedding. This is when you want to have those selected, have told those people so that they can prepare, they can practice them as much as they want. Um, and yeah, really kind of get that ceremony stuff all set in stone. Mm. This is also a good time to start any DIY projects that you may um, have yeah, decided to do if you, um, some of the, I guess, the smaller things or maybe some of the larger things you've um, picked out that you want to do yourself. Um, again, it just gives you plenty of time to actually do it. <laughs> you don't want to be leaving it to the last minute just in case um, you know, if it's something you're trying for the first time, you may want to practice a little bit <laughs> before you actually do the final piece. Um, so yeah, it just gives you plenty of time. So you're not too stressed in that last month yeah. or so leading up to the wedding that, um, yeah, you can t take your time with it. <laughs> <laughs> it also does give you a little bit of time as well. If you do try it out and it's just too hard mm. that you can kind of have that time to find somebody pivot. to do it for you. <laughs> yeah, pivot. <laughs> and then this is also when you'll want to start brainstorming and looking at thank you gifts and wedding favours, um, just so that you've got them all done and dusted still a few months out from the wedding. Um, or if you, again, need to make anything for them, um, you've got that time to do so. Yeah, or order something. Or order, yeah. Yeah, if you're doing, I don't know, cookies or something like that, mm -hmm. they obviously you need to put that order in. Okay, two months out, <laughs> almost there. <laughs> okay, so this is a good point to start um, writing your wedding vows. We touched on this in, in an episode, what, two episodes ago, maybe three episodes? Three, yeah, three or four maybe. Yeah, um, and yeah, just start kind of – putting words on a page. Again, we kind of went through this all in that other episode, but um, yeah, your first draft is most likely not going to be your final draft. I kind of hope it wouldn't be your final draft. <laughs> it's always good to kind of, you know, come back to it, change, come back to make yeah. sure you're happy. Um, so yeah, you really want to be looking at this in that last two months. Yeah. Perfect. And then this is also when you'll want to start purchasing your wedding party gifts. Um, so, you know, whether you're getting your bridesmaids all little bracelets or earrings or something like that, that they can wear on the day, um, about two months out is when you'll want to start looking at buying those kinds of things as well. And then you want to organize your marriage license. Yes. So this can be a little bit of a process. Yeah. So, um, I, for most of your, I guess, celebrants or officiants, Generally speaking here in Australia, I know that they will generally do it for you. Um, so it might not be something that you necessarily have to think too much about. It'll more so just be um, signing things with your celebrant um, in preparation for them to send off all of the details. However, I have seen a lot of things in other countries that the couple actually have to do it themselves. So at this two month mark is where I have seen is the most important to be getting this kind of organized and um, ordered, I guess, and sent off mm. for. Um, the next thing you want to be doing is finalizing and sending the music list to your DJ. Yeah. Again, it just gives the DJ or your um, music act plenty of time <laughs> to make sure that they have the songs you yeah. want. Um, it also then gives them time to look at the music you've sent through and be like, oh, okay, so this is what they like and then they can, I guess, tailor it 
a bit better to what they think your overall vibe would be. Yeah. Or something else that you can do as well is if you don't necessarily want to worry about sending a full list of songs that you want to hear, you might have, I don't know, five five or 10 that you definitely want. Um, but you can also do like a definitely do not playlist. Yeah. So then they know that they might have a playlist that they have, you know, standard for most weddings, but they can take all of those songs off. Um, yeah, any songs that you definitely don't like, make sure that you mention those to your DJ or your music act as well. Yeah. At this point as well, you can start uh, finishing or finalising the purchases of any extra little things you need for DIY items or decor Um yeah, like you might have some little extra table details that, um, yeah, aren't really supplied by the florist or the venue or whatnot that you just kind of want to organise yourself. You can, yeah, make sure you're doing this at this point again. So there's plenty of time for those to be shipped out um, and arrive and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would also say at this two-month mark is to start dance lessons if you want to have a, I guess, more structured first dance um obviously a lot of people will just do I guess a step and sway (laughs) for their first dance but if you are wanting to do something a little bit more structured if you're wanting to learn a ballroom dance if your partner doesn't know how to dance if your partner doesn't know how to dance or if you're wanting to do you know a really fun um like full-on choreographed dance routine Mm. then I would say at about two months out especially if you've never danced before if your partner's never danced before it definitely gives you enough time to actually learn it and have it ingrained in your Mm. mind so you don't have to think about it on the day it'll just kind of come naturally when the song comes on and a little tip for this as well is to practice or try and practice in a dress or a skirt that has a similar shape as your wedding dress Um, So if you have a really large like princess wedding gown, um, it's going to be very different dancing in that to like dancing in jeans or in trackies or anything like that. Um, So try and wear a skirt or something that is kind of similar. I've definitely seen some people will tie like a doona (laughs) around their waist just to give that um, same feel feel. and and wedding dresses are quite heavy as well. They've got a lot of material to move around. If you've got um, a train on your dress as well, like yeah. <laughs> it's lots of things to, I guess, think about yep. um, for your first dance. So yeah, if you can try and practice in something that's kind of going to be a little bit similar and yeah, like yeah. if you're wrapping a doona around you, your husband or soon to be husband, fiance, um, other person that you're marrying they're not going to be able to figure out yeah. <laughs> what it actually looks like. Like they're still going to have no idea, but at least they'll be able to get a feel for what it's like. Yeah. And on that same dress. note, I would say the same thing with your shoes. Yeah. Um, if you've got quite a high heel, I would also be practicing in those. Um, again, to if you don't want to ruin your actual shoes or get them dirty, just try and find another pair that's similar in heel height or similar in the shape of the shoe um, just so you can get a feel for like dancing in them yeah. um, to make sure, yeah, obviously you don't you don't want to trip, you don't want to slip, <laughs> um, you don't want your actual shoe to fall off if it's one of those slip-on heels. Yeah. Um, and that same goes for your partner. If they've got a certain type of shoe, they can also be quite slippery, those um, like tucks. 
I don't know what they're actually called, the tux the shoes or shoe the dress shoe. Yeah. yeah. Again, it doesn't have to be their actual wedding shoe, but something similar. Um, they can be a little slippery. So. Yeah. Well, also even like um, those shoes, like I know it's technically not a heel. It's not a high heel on like a men's shoe, but they do still have that little bit of a heel and a yeah. tiny bit of an arch that's quite different to like a sneaker that mm. they might generally wear. So they can feel a little bit different. Mm. So yeah, definitely practicing dancing in them, walking around in them is important if they don't usually wear that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is also when you want to start booking in your final beauty appointments. So, yeah, if you want to book in your nails, any other, like if you want to get your, I don't know, brows done, eyelashes done, any last minute facials, um, you want to be booking these in now again, just so you're getting the time slot and date you want. Yep. Um, yeah, which I guess is going to be different for everyone. Like I know my nails grow so quick, so <laughs> yeah. I would need an appointment like a few days before so they look <laughs> nice and fresh <laughs> um so yeah little things like that yeah it just you want to make sure that there's the availability that you want even like um you touched on brows mm. so I know that this is sometimes a common thing for some people is that when they get their brows waxed they kind of break out mm-hmm. um So what I did is I had a brow appointment. I think it was like two weeks before the wedding. I got like the full shape and got them dyed and everything. And then I went back in a few days before the wedding and just got her to like pluck them and re-dye them. Mm. So it wasn't like um, a full on on wax that I was going to end up breaking out because of. Um, But yeah, that's kind of something that you want to speak to your um beautician beautician about (laughs) is is that an option um you know if that's something that is generally a concern for you yeah absolutely and like even um some treatments I know it's best to not wear makeup for a certain period of time or yeah there's other little things that you have to kind of that come into play so like you want to make sure that you're booking those appointments in um yeah with the right amount of time before the wedding or like that it's not going to clash with your even like a rehearsal dinner or some other thing that you've got going on at the time even like teeth whitening yep. when like you then can't eat certain foods or drink certain things for a, a week or so afterwards um so yeah definitely think about those kind of things earlier our final month <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there getting. <laughs> we're almost there <laughs> So you are now one month out from your wedding and this is when you'll want to be paying your vendors in full, finalising all of those payments. Um, It can kind of feel like when you're planning a wedding, you pay half of everything, like, you know, 12 to eight months out from the wedding and then you forget about it all. (laughs) And then it comes to one month before Mm. the wedding and all of your final payments are due. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, where did the budget go? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You thought you had so much left and you know, that you'd done so well and now all of it's gone. (laughs) So again, just in that final month, like we mentioned before, you really want to be breaking in your wedding shoes if you haven't done so up until this point. Yeah. Again, you're going to be yeah, on your feet all day, you don't want to be in pain and blisters. So, um, yeah, I would really be doing this in that final month if you hadn't already. Um, Yeah, as well as, yeah, if you're doing dance lessons too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wear wear your wedding shoes like around the house as much as possible, literally like while you're doing the dishes, while you're cooking dinner. Um, 
while you're washing your clothes, <laughs> folding your clothes, mm. just wear them as much as possible. Going to be the best thing that you can possibly do for your little tootsies on the day. Yes. <laughs> And this also, with that one month out, um, this, I guess, also gives you the chance that if you've started wearing them around the house and you're like coming to the point where you're like, <laughs> no, I can't do this. <laughs> like, this is too painful. It's You still do have a month to then go find yeah. something else. You know, God forbid you are in that situation where you're like, no, I literally can't do this. <laughs> you've still got the month yeah. to try and find an alternative which yeah and even like buying online a mm -hmm. month still gives you time for shipping so yeah I would definitely recommend doing that yeah. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> this is when you'll also want to be having your final walkthrough and your final meeting with your venue so generally this will be um confirming all of your numbers for the day and also just going through anything else that they're going to be needing to do on the wedding day, anything that they're going to set up. Um, you might also book in um, like a little mini appointment to drop off all your things closer to the wedding date. Um, but yeah, just having that meeting with them, talking to their kind of wedding coordinator type of thing that they have um, and just going through any final details. Yeah. And that also comes in with like, if there's any other vendors who need to organize or coordinate with the venue, you can, I guess, talk through that as well. Like I know sometimes the florists will set up at the venue without you kind of being there on the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess you can kind of talk through that and organize that and make sure everything is like all good to go. Um, and yeah, just making sure you're on the same page about absolutely everything. Nothing's been overlooked. Yeah. And so this is also when you'll want to let them know, like I said, your final guest list, as well as any dietary requirements for your guests, whether that's to your venue, if they're doing all of the catering or to your external caterer, just letting them know all of those kinds of things so that they can kind of add that into their menu as well. Mm. And also you'll want to finalise your seating chart. Um, now that you've got all of your RSVPs back, your venue knows who's coming. Um, yeah, you'll be able to finalise your seating chart if you haven't done that already. This is when you want to really kind of lock that in. Mm. Um, and one last thing for that one month out, you want to be preparing all your cash tips for your vendors. This is mainly a US kind of thing because we don't really tip here in Australia. No. But, um, yeah, obviously the tipping over there, you're going to need cash in hand on the day. So, yeah, you really want to be organising all of that. I suppose here in Australia, I know it is also – I've heard of DJs and stuff being paid in cash mm -hmm. at the end of the night. So, potentially, if that's the case for you, you could also need some cash. Um, but, yeah, if there's anyone who needs – any of your vendors who needs cash in hand on the day, um, yeah, you want to organise this now so you've just yeah. got it ready to go. Yeah, and, like, you can also pass that off to somebody else on the day – um, like a friend or family member so that you don't have to worry about actually giving it to the vendor while you're, you know, in the middle of partying and enjoying mm. your wedding. You've got someone else that your vendor knows they can go to um, to be able to get that cash tip at the end of the night. Yeah. Okay, it's official. Two weeks out <laughs> Two from weeks. the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is when you'll want to have your final meeting with all of your vendors. So um, with your wedding planner or if you have decided to not do a wedding planner and to do a day of coordinator, you'll want to have your final meeting with them. Make sure they know all of your other vendors. They've got contacts. They can all kind of keep in touch with each other. Um, And yeah, just going over all of those final details. That'll also include your photographer, your videographer. Um, It might include your makeup artist and your hairstylist. Um, And just going through them with them all, your kind of day of timeline, when things are going to be happening, what time they definitely need to be, you know, at um, your house while you're getting ready for the photographer, um, what time your makeup artist is going to be starting for the day and those kinds of things. Addresses. Yes. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. Yeah. We want to make sure that we're all very clear (laughs) where and when. Yeah. (laughs) I have seen actually – it must have been on TikTok or something the other day of this, I think it was a photographer just like kind of walked into a house and it wasn't the right house. Oh, no. They like got there, knocked on the door. I think it was just, you know, like one house over yeah. that they'd gone to um, like the neighbour instead and they were like, what are you doing no. here? <laughs> I would panic so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else do we got? Um, oh, yes. If you've got a shot list for your photographer, I mean, most photographers would kind of know what shots to get anyway and they would obviously they're the professionals they know the kind of go-to or like what most people would want yeah um but yeah in case there was anything really specific that you wanted to get um you can just kind of cross check with your photographer to make sure that it's also on their list yeah yeah I think this is important as well um most people that I have spoken to there's always a photo that they wanted that they didn't get um including like um you know they don't have a photo of them and their siblings just like alone without their spouse um so it's it's more those kinds of things that you want to be making sure your photographer is aware of that you know I want a photo of me and my mum just you know standing and smiling at the camera um and I want a photo of me and this person or you know, whatever it is, yeah, send those kinds of things to your photographer just so that they're aware of them. Like you were saying, they are the professional, you know, if um, you've picked a very, um, what's the word, like someone that's done a lot of weddings, um, they know what to look for and that kind of thing. You don't want to interrupt the flow of the day for them. Um, it's more so just making sure that you are getting all of the photos that mm. you really want so that you're not going to get your photos back and go oh I don't have a photo of me with this person like yeah. that's such a shame um yeah it's more for those kinds of things yeah the next thing is also finalizing your wedding vows um so yeah you should have already been like kind of thinking about it jotting stuff down um and yeah writing some drafts and whatnot um so yeah this is kind of when you really want to be making sure they're locked in and set in stone just so it also gives you some time to then uh, rehearse them a little bit and hopefully memorize them as much as possible so you're not looking down as much um but yeah this also gives you a chance which again we touched on in this episode if you want someone else to read through them um it gives you a chance to yeah show them and if you do need to make any small adjustments again you've got plenty of time to still do that as well as learn them as much as possible. Yeah. And then the other thing that I would say at this point is to purchase your lipstick for the day of. 
as well as your perfume. Um, you can obviously do this like way before this point if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, two weeks out, if you haven't yet, I would definitely make those purchases as well. Um, just so that you've got like your lipstick on the day and then your makeup artist can use the same one in the morning and you've got it there for touch-ups throughout the day. Like your lipstick is the main thing that's like mostly going to come off. Because yeah. On your wedding day, you kiss your partner <laughs> yeah. more than you have ever kissed your partner before in your entire life. Like I can tell you that. Yeah. All of the photos, you're with your photographer and your videographer, if you have one, they're going kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> and everyone's going kiss, kiss. <laughs> you get Singing to the end lipstick. of the aisle like straight after you've kissed. They go kiss, kiss, kiss. So, <laughs> so yeah, your lipstick is like the one main, I guess, makeup product that you definitely want to have a like little one of for yeah. the day. And the only other one I can kind of th think of off the top of my head is even like a setting powder or a yeah. touch up just so if you need to if you're getting a bit shiny, you can also have that in your little kit yeah. that you can bring along. Um yeah, maybe sometimes you can get those like little travel size ones so it's not as big mm -hmm. and bulky if you wanted to bring one. Or even those. there's um I've never used it personally, but there's that like blotting powder, oh, yeah. uh, not powder, the little, little like sheets. sheets. Yeah, yeah. Or also, also I've good. seen um like a roller thing oh, lately. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. know what it is. Yeah, but <laughs> how it works. Yeah, that's good. I've, I've seen, seen that, that like work yeah. really well just to yeah. get the oil off your skin without necessarily like adding any more makeup yep. or taking away your makeup. Um, they can be really handy as yeah. well. All right. The week of the wedding, we've made it. We've made it. To the final week. <laughs> okay. So this is kind of where you want to be or you will most likely be having your final dress fitting. Yeah. Hopefully by that stage, everything's good to go. Yeah. And there is no other <laughs> adjustments that need to take place. But yeah, I suppose it's yeah that final fitting as well as picking up the dress. Yeah. You'll also want to start packing any overnight bags. You'd rather have this done sooner rather than later. And if you are kind of going somewhere, I guess a little bit further away and staying the night before the wedding and the night of the wedding, make sure that you have both of those bags packed and you take both of those bags with you. Um, I know a lot of people that forget to bring their like wedding night bag to the wedding yeah, <laughs> and they end up having to have someone run and get, grab it for them because obviously like there's so much to Going think about on, on yeah. the day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say the week of the wedding, just start packing all of those things um, so that you've got them there and ready. Yeah. And like even with, um, if you're staying the night before or you know, you may be able to go drop off your bag earlier yeah. with some of, like, I don't know, maybe some of the hotels or some accommodation might allow you to do that beforehand. Mm -hmm. So you're not worrying about it the day of if that's when you're like checking in. You'll also want to press and steam all of your day of outfits. Um, something to be mindful of that I hear a lot of like makeup artists and wedding planners um, say is a nightmare is when you're trying to steam your dress after you've just had your hair and makeup done because obviously it's hot air, like water. it's steam, <laughs> yeah. hot water. Um, so it can end up sweating your makeup off, making your hair go frizzy. So if you have all of those things done before the wedding, even better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the next one is practicing your vows out loud. Yeah. Um, again, 
you should have your vows finalised <laughs> by this stage, but this is, I guess, comes down more to the practice and getting confident with them and kind of, yeah, knowing what you're saying so you don't have to be relying so much on little cue cards um, and just, yeah, getting confident with the way the words flow from your mouth <laughs> <laughs> and fixing anything just in case yeah. a couple words are really hard to get out sometimes a sentence is just really a bit of a tongue twister and on paper it's fine but then you are trying to say it and you're like oh I need to change I need to change this quickly so again yeah it just removes any issues yeah (laughs) irons out the creases (laughs) you will also want to pack for your honeymoon if you're leaving straight after the wedding um again if you're going to be needing all of these things like all these different bags to be taken with you the day before the wedding. Make sure that you've got everything packed, already done. Have a big list of everything that you need to do and tick it off. Don't be afraid to put undies and socks on that list because they are like one of the main things that people forget. (laughs) Your toothpaste, toothbrush. (laughs) All the obvious things. (laughs) Another thing you can do in this week is go and get your rings cleaned. Um, Your wedding band, you shouldn't have worn it yet, so that should be perfectly fine, but your engagement ring – at Cullen Jewelry, we offer free cleaning for all of our clients. Um, in the ultrasonic, you can come get that done. It only If you're just getting it cleaned, it, that only takes about five minutes. Um, but, yeah, if you're wanting to get it polished as well, that can take a few days. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah. If you did actually want to get polished probably in the month before, yes. you could probably look into that. But, yeah, if you're just looking for a clean, that it literally takes five minutes just in the ultrasonic and then your ring is sparkling ready to go for your yes. wedding day. In the week of the wedding, this is when you will also want to deliver any of your small decor items to the venue, any DIY items that you've made. Um, If you can get them delivered to the venue before the wedding, obviously if you're having a destination wedding, it might not work so well. But if you are getting married more local to, you know, your home, um, then definitely deliver those things to the venue in that week. It just means that you don't have to think about bringing them the day before the wedding or Mm. the day of the wedding. They're already there. You don't have to think about it anymore. Mm. Um, You can also write, or this is the week you want to be writing your thank you notes to everyone. Um, And again, yeah, just getting that out the way so you don't have to be thinking about it. Have it done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't need to be stressing or I feel like that's one of the things that can get overlooked. And then it's like, Ah, I forgot about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, get that done during sometime that week. Yep. And on that same note, this is when you can also write your partner a day of note or package their gift, anything like that. If you're doing that kind of thing, um, it's like very popular nowadays to write your partner a little note for them to read before the wedding. Um, So, yeah, at least if you're doing that kind of the week of the wedding rather than the morning of or the day of, um, it just takes that stress away as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that brings us to the wedding. Then it's wedding day and it's go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) Then everything falls beautifully into place for you. Yes. And if it doesn't, it still will. Yes. (laughs) Just go with the flow. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Save the Date podcast. We hope you learned something new. And if you're currently planning your wedding, congratulations, good luck and have fun.
If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you follow and subscribe and leave us a review wherever it is that you're listening. Make sure that you come and connect with us on all of our socials at the Save the Date podcast and join our Facebook group, the Save the Date community. We hope you have a wonderful day or night and we will be back with another episode next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.